All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. We are so fucking back, people. That's more like it. Down the alarms, alert the president because the Edmonton Oilers mean business and we kicked the ever-loving you-know-what out of the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation after a dominant victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. That one, that one felt good, people. That one from the get-go felt really good. Five days off. Uh, you think the boys were rested and ready to roll? Yes, they were. I said they were rested, ready to rock as the title of pre-gaming today. Well, we called that one. We got an incredibly hot start. Two goals in 41 seconds. Are you kidding me? Stuart Skinner shut the door. There were face-off set plays. The penalty kill was great. Zach Hyman gets a hat trick. Ryan McLeod, the map, the map guy, beat a real-life goaltender. And this game had it all, people. I couldn't be happier right now. I see everybody in the chat. Feels good to win, baby. Feels good to win. Just a lot of woos. A lot of people asking for Tyler to say those three sweet, sweet words. We are back. He will not be joining us tonight, but that's all the motivation to tune into Oilers Nation every day tomorrow. He he wanted to say we were back a couple of games ago, but he's a man of his word and he stuck to it. And uh, we're going to get that tomorrow. Everybody in here is in such good mood. It's dominant. Brooke calls it a Zach trick. It's the best. And I have not one, but 
two special guests this evening. Let's bring them both in. No, they are not brothers when you look at them side by side, actually, right here. As Brett's eating a W. Let's all eat a W. <laughs> Five in a row, baby. Hook them. Five in a row. We are back. Zach, what does your shirt say right there? We are so back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You want one of those? Go check out nationgear.ca, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Boys, boys, boys. That was electric. Our group chat was bumping the entire time. Brett, I'll start with you. How you feeling right now, buddy? Oh, I'm so happy. I mean, the the words of the hour are going to be, we are back and we are back. The, we've seen this five in a row at Rogers Place, five in a row for the Oilers overall. And they're playing some of the, the hockey that you expected them to play from last year coming into this year. I just also feel bad for Connor Brown missing by like a hair. But I mean, everybody's chipping in in, in their own ways and, and we are so back. Hey, it'll come for Connor Brown, but you're not kidding. When he hit the post with that flutter one right there, he saw his reaction. It was backbreaking. You honestly just have to laugh. It will come. It will happen. Mr. Zach Lang, you look chipper. You look smiley. You get a couple bet weight bets as well, right? I absolutely did. Yeah. Cashed the over on this one, which is beautiful. And then bet we had a player special tonight. Uh, Zach Hyman or Andre, Andre Svechnikov to score a goal and minus 167. So I dropped two units on that because the amount that these guys have scored as of late in these games has been huge. And it turns out that I should have just went Hyman hat trick right off the top. Nice. I see people in here. Cobrax pointed out, you see the smiles now. There's a lot. This feels a lot different than it did at the beginning of the year. I texted you guys. I said, this show is so much more fun to do like this. Doesn't feel like work. I would be in my buddy's group chat right now. Yapping away. This is good stuff. Lance Kane asked Fordsy, is the panic button away? What panic button, Lance? I don't know any guy that smashed a panic button earlier in this season. Uh, Amnesia, totally gone. Totally different team. Totally different guy right now. Okay, we're in a good mood. We are rolling. So let's get into it. Let's get into it right away here. It's actually now the Greta scoring summary. Pour one out for our friends, Crown Royal, but they had a good run with us. I know my boy Brett took home one of the bottles of Crown Royal in the office today. So, shh. hey, what are we going to do with them? They're meant to be drank. But this one's for Greta. Greta is the best. They've got a number of great games, number of great drink deals. They got ice cold beers too. I keep telling you all the time they are the best, but let's get into the scoring summary. It happened early. It happened often, but it's hilarious. I guess all you got to do is make a goal scoring map where you map out a guy's kilometers skated and really make fun of him online to get him going. We've all been there. We've all done this and made a map before of a guy. Ryan McLeod gets on the board. Warren Fogle just hustled his ass all the way down there to beat not an icing because it wasn't icing, but he came one a one-on-one battle, immediately turned the puck over, feeds it out front to Ryan McLeod. I'll start with you, Brett. He beat a goaltender, baby. We're back. <laughs> we are so back. Yeah, and the thing about this this game specifically, but with the Oilers run, is that they've been doing the little things right. You take a look at you. You're talking about the Warren Fogle goal. It, it comes off a block shot from Matthias Yanmark, and he gets three apples in the game, one of them coming off, what, his shin. So the Oilers are doing little things right. And for the first time in X amount of games, the goal that the Oilers allowed was that – 
thing that we saw very often early in the year, odd man rush coming the other way. And, and now the Oilers have been able to minimize that. And again, it's the little things that the Oilers have been doing right. That leads to goals. And that even you talk about the, the Hyman goal, the, the McLeod goal. Those are the Ekholm goal too. That's a set play off the face off. These are, are, are positive signs for the Oilers moving forward. Brett, there's a process to this. We go one goal at a time, okay? Don't you, don't you go <laughs> oh, up sorry. I, didn't really start right now. I know you're excited. You got to contain it. Lock it in, big boy. I like it in here. Braden said, um, where is this? You boys are so much more positive than Tyler, Liam, and Jay were on ONE today, <laughs> and I love it. I'm also on that show, Braden. So <laughs> I do think I bring some positive vibes, but there we go. Beauty, shout out, Pat. We got comments on the screen now, people. We are rolling. So are the oil, so are we. It's good mood all around. Zach, Ryan McLeod. It's been tough, right? Because you love the guy. He takes a team-friendly deal. Now he gets $2 million. He wasn't producing, so I don't apologize for making the map. I was just spouting facts, but it is kind of funny that the moment we do that, he gets an empty netter. Now he gets this. Is this sign of things to come for Ryan McLeod? Yeah, I absolutely think it's a sign of things to come. I mean, look, even when Ryan McLeod wasn't producing points, he was still playing good hockey. I think something that a lot of people forgot was everybody was quick to say, oh, yeah, Matthias Ekholm. Well, he missed training camp. Of course, Matthias Ekholm's going to have a shaky start to the year. Well, good morning, everybody. Ryan McLeod missed the same amount of time as Matthias Ekholm did. Ryan McLeod didn't play in a single preseason game. And if you look at it, if you look at, say, the last five, six games here, you know, that's where it's really felt like both of these players have started to kind of take a step in their game. You know, I talked about it on Twitter last week when you looked at, you know, Ryan McLeod's individual numbers underneath Jay Woodcroft versus Chris, Chris Knobla. And what you were seeing was McLeod's shot attempts, his scoring chances, and his high danger scoring chances were all starting to climb under Knobloch. And now he's getting rewarded for it. So he's got to do more of exactly what he did tonight. Get to the front of the net, get to the dirty areas, get inside on guys. Uh, we all know how good he is on the perimeter with the the speed that he has. Uh, now it's time to get the nose a little bit dirty and look, he gets rewarded, you know, right away in this game. And it was something that really, really swung the game in the Oilers' favor. Absolutely. I feel like the floodgates are about to open up for Ryan McLeod. A, is they really couldn't be more closed than they already were. So there's only one way it can go and that's open. But hey, that's a good sign. For the bottom six for production overall, because while the big dogs did it tonight, it's always a pleasure to see, you know, your secondary guys get your points. But the second goal is the first one, 28 seconds into the game. We're loving it. We're laughing. I'm yucking it up in the group chat being like, oh, what a start. By the time I can even get my message out, we get another. I talked about this on pregaming for 10 straight minutes about the impact of Mark Stewart, not only on the penalty kill, but the face-offs, the set plays off face-offs. The second goal we saw scored by Matisse Echol. That same play had been made a couple games ago, and it was the same thing. Zach Hyman was just on that side, was able to tap it home because Connor came all the way around. This time, he does a little stop-up, doopsie doodle The man had no idea what was going on. Matthias Eckholm steps up, moves up. Shout out Paul Coffey. I'm going to assume that's the influence telling him to come up there. Connor makes the little doopsie doodle puts it basically in the blue paint. Matthias Ekholm's stick is right there. You can't ask for an easier goal. Brett, what do you think of that play off a set face-off? This is something 
I've been going at nauseum about this. I've never seen this level of consistency off face-off draws. We saw it the other night. Darnell on our own end zips it halfway down the ice to nudes for a breakaway. This is incredible. And if this is Mark Stewart, sign this man to a lifetime deal right now. I think this also goes back. I can't remember which game it was, but the Oilers won in overtime. And I believe it was Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, because Leon Dreisaitl seemed like uh, one of those nasty little plays off the face off. He, he dumps Pierre Edward Belmar and then the Oilers turn around and score a goal. Same thing that ended up happening uh, in the overtime. The Oilers end up scoring a goal and winning the game. This has started to become a trend for the Oilers and now you're seeing not only set plays from the face off, but it's the defensemen who are below the 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 face-off dots going down there. And it's a testament to what Paul Coffey has done. You hear Ekholm himself talk about how he lets you have more opportunities offensively, get more creative. And, and that's exactly what happened. You see guys like uh, Ekholm. You see guys, obviously, you know, Bouchard's going to do it. Uh, Vinny DeArnay with that pinch down low as well in the games uh, later on. Cody Ceci has been a revelation when it comes to uh, moving the puck forward since Paul Coffey has, has come in. This has been uh, really, you talk about it. It's tough to, to dictate where coaching really comes in, in the hockey games, but you're seeing it with the set plays and how much the, the defensemen feel more free to be creative. And you see, even when he's coming down, you know, it's a set play. Sam Gagne, I, I believe it was, comes up to the top and covers him at the point in case something doesn't go well. This is a set play, but this is the entire team buying into whatever the coaches are are, are selling them, really. I even saw Cody Cece step up in the rush because he wants to get his map deleted. I am sure of it. Zach, what do you think of what we've seen, the Paul Coffey effect? A, and I guess the Mark Stewart effect. All of this kind of showing up right there. It's D-man stepping up, face-off set plays. Break it down for me, big dog. Yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a super strong X's and O's guy here. Um, it's never been my strong suit as a as an analyst. But I, I, I think for myself, the thing that we've seen is just some steadying of the ship, right? I mean, we think back to the the final days of Woodcroft and Dave Manson, and it was just chaos. Like it just, it was chaos all over the ice. Every single play, every moment off of every face-off draw, Players seemed lost. They didn't seem to know where to go. They seemed disinterested. They seemed frustrated. It was just coming out of every facet of the game. And I think, you know, what's happened here and especially tonight was, okay, we're going to calm everything down. And we're going to tell everybody exactly where to go and exactly what to do. Like no more of this, like run and gun, you know, just figure it out on the fly. Hopefully Connor McDavid finds you or hopefully Evan Bouchard can get the puck up the ice and ah, maybe something will happen. You know, it really seems like there's like been a, a stronger focus on these sorts of things. And I think if you think back, well, I mean, not, not that any of us would per se be able to think back to the 1980s because none of us were alive. Um, but, you know, from the things that I've heard about the way the Oilers played at that time, it was a lot of kind of what you're seeing now in these kind of set style plays where, you know, certain players knew where to go in certain situations and, and certain things happening. Um, like the one goal tonight where, you know, McDavid kind of 
goes off the faceoff draw around the back of the net, catches the puck, and he's able to get that cross-ice feed. You know, we've seen a couple of those goals scored now in the last number of weeks here. So um, this is stuff that Bruce Kerlock could probably talk a hell of a lot better about than I could. Uh, but you know what? I, I think that there's a lot of really good things that we're seeing here. And I think the steadying of everybody here has been absolutely noticeable, especially on the back end. My analyst hat can tell me that I didn't see that before the knob era and I'm seeing it now. So I'm going to give them credit, but yeah, shout out Bruce. We'll get him on all this nation every day soon here and he can break that down. Um, who was it said here? Lance Gain. We must apologize to coffee individually in one line. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to, uh, on that note, like I, I wrote about this as soon as the, the initial press conference happened. Like I was impressed with what Paul coffee was saying, like right away, he was coming in with this exact messaging of what we're seeing right now. I'm just kind of saying like, Hey, everybody just needs to calm the fuck down here. Like really? Like that's what the messaging was. Like everything is very chaotic right now. And everybody just needs to be able to take a deep breath and play their games. We heard Knobloch say very similar things. And, and, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing here now. You know, what are we, 10, 11 games into the, the Knobby era here in Edmonton? You know, the team was going to figure it out at some point, right? And it was just really a matter of time. And I'm sure that, you know, if Woodcroft and Manson were still here, that things probably, they probably would have found their way at some point nonetheless. Um, but, you know, it's it's great that they're finding it now for sure. It's Somebody, nice to say it was only a matter of time at the time in the moment. It was a little difficult to have the confidence to know that we were going to move along. Sorry, Brad, I got to keep going with the scoring summary. So the man who's also pulled us out of whatever funk we were in, arguably he's not out of the Connor McDavid's of the team. Zach Hyman should be the MVP, has to be the MVP, continues his first period there with back-to-back goals. So the first one, great Great, great shift from the first line. Excellent cycle going on. Bouchard, shout out Bouch. Excellent keep in the zone. And it gets down to Hyman. I always say that Zach Hyman isn't the most skilled Edmonton oiler, but he scores goals because he works hard. Well, that little whoop, that little move behind and then go into the net. That was that was my best uh boomer, Chris Berman, right there. My little that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he pulls that move off, decides to take it right to the net, goes wide. Wraps around, gets it in with an absolutely electric Sally. We're going to put these two together because then his fourth goal of the game, his second of the game, Bouchard had another incredible, like one handed keep in the neutral zone right there. It gets over to Connor, I believe, to Nuge, who sends it over to Hyman for the one timer. Hyman's Sally on that one, too, is just electric. He was, let's go. That guy back to back, Brett. I, okay, I'm going to say this. Maybe this is crazy. So let's talk it out here. Is Zach Hyman the best free agent acquisition in the 2000s? Listen here. Who else would be on that list? Let me know in the chat. Yeah, no, it, it, we we all know the famous tweet right now from Editor and Leaf. I keep receipts because they are good for tax reasons. Editor and Leaf came out there and said, oh, this is the worst contract I've ever seen. And people kind of at the time almost believed it. You're sitting here right now. As, as we are all in this current zeitgeist, in a world where Zach Hyman has one goal less than Austin Matthews and one point more 
than Austin Matthews. This is a guy who is contributing in more ways than you could ever believe in the defensive zone, in the neutral zone, in the transition game, offensively. Last year, we saw this guy on a 40-goal pace if it wasn't for those X amount of goals that were called back. And now he is coming back and showing why those goals should have counted and why this contract was, it seems like right now, a bargain. He is, what, the leading scorer on the Edmonton Oilers right now? Now. And for a guy who is supposed to supplement and, and complement uh, Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, this guy is driving lines and ways. And, and you mentioned it. He's not the most skilled guy, but that move, it looks like a move that Connor McDavid would make. This was a move. That's exactly what I'm referring to. This showing from from Zach Hyman proves why you need to do the little things right why you need to drive to the areas and and, and win puck battles and that goes back to what i was saying earlier it's the little things the little things that the Edmonton Oilers and Zach Hyman are doing right that end up into the opposition's back of the net and winning the Edmonton Oilers the hockey games. We all know Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can do their thing, but when you get secondary scoring, and yes, they're in the top six, so it's not technically secondary scoring, but when it's a guy not named Leon or Connor scoring, it is kind of secondary scoring. When you're getting that type of offense and production from guys like that, you're going to be a successful team and Zach Hyman has come here and proved that he has been like you said Aaron one of if not the best free agent signings in what the 20th century <laughs> I'm I'm getting a lot I'm not getting many disagreements right here I saw Davin as well said Boardsy isn't even wrong and then I love this from Sergeant Battle Zach Hyman child's author esports team founder <laughs> net front grinder and best free agent oiler in my lifetime Parentheses, born 2001. Shout out Sergeant Battle. Shout out Tristan. That's a fact right there. He's been fantastic. Zach Lang, what are your thoughts on Zach Hyman? See what I did there? Uh, big fan. He knows how to spell his name, right? That's always been a nice draw for me. He's at ACH. Don't see that all the time. It's <laughs> nice to see that every once in a while. Uh, I mean, what can you say about the guy? He's he's an Edmonton Oiler through and through. He's a, he's a, the, he's a 2020s Ryan Smith. I mean, there's no other way to put it, really. I mean, he's Ryan Smith. That's what he is. He's he's a guy who works his butt off every single shift. He brings his lunch pail. He gets to the dirty areas. He puts the puck in the net. He does all of the things everywhere on the ice that you want to see. You know, there's some warts in his game. And, you know, there's sometimes things where it's like, ah, but you know what? Like, name a player in the NHL that you don't see that with. I mean, hell, we sit here criticizing Leon Dreisaitl enough for, you know, his la- his apparent laziness sometimes. Connor McDavid has his warts. He hasn't had a he hadn't had a tremendous start to the season until, you know, that Washington game. And ever since then, it's like, hey, hello, uh, he's here. So yeah, Zach Hyman, I'm a, he's a guy I'm a huge fan of. And I think having him on the Oilers top line alongside Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the perfect spot. And I don't think that's a trio that, uh, that you can break up anymore. The second coming of Ryan Smith just got me so fired up right there, Zach. I, that, that was poetic. That was beautiful. Put that on a t-shirt. I'd buy it 10 times over. I liked that right there, but continuing with the scoring summary, Pinch me. Is this real life? Warren Fogle scores on a breakaway, people. It finally happened. We have the replay right here. My favorite thing about this, and I pointed out in the group chat, 
is not the great move, whatever. He throws a couple deeks in there. Is that he did not beat anti Ranthus pad and he just jammed that thing to shit in there and he just went and he made sure <laughs> that that puck went across the line. I can't believe it. What a play by Matias Yanmark it was, right? Who blocked the shot, sent him down the ice. When you saw him make the little, let me do it again, Chris Berman, whoop, did a little bit of that again and he went over it and he takes it to the hoop. You're like, Oh my God, it's Warren Fogle. He's probably not going to do it. But you just saw him bang it away right there. It crosses the goal line. What a moment. Brett, give it up. It's We said it was a Fogle revenge game. To be fair, I bet on him to score. I feel like on every revenge game but this one. So, of course, that happened. But I hit my boards. He's bankroll. Brett, what do you think about Fogues? Contract year Fogues. Getting a breakaway goal. That that famous uh, gif of, of Jim Halpert from The Office. What is going on? What is going on? Finally, you're, you're seeing. I mean, we talk about the 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 stone hands, as my father says. The hands is absolute stone once he comes in on a breakaway from the blue line in. And finally, like he said, like you said, he had no business trying to to put that puck in the net, and and he did. He's just jamming the puck away or jamming at the puck, and it's it's beautiful to see it. Everyone's chipping in and. Did McDavid or Drysaddle get on the score sheet? No. This is again that secondary scoring and being able to have guys like Warren Fogle, contract year Fogle, coming in and and producing. This is important for this team and having uh, Fogle just just have a game like he did today after a five game layoff or five day layoff. Excuse me. It's a very positive sign. One goal, one assist, plus two, one shot on goal. Folks, we love it. Zach, that wasn't enough for me. Give Warren Fogle more love, please. (laughs) Trading Warren Fogle is a mistake. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's not even a hot take. That's a, uh, that's, a, that's a medium take, but elaborate, please. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I understand Frank's, Frank Cervalli's argument, right? Frank had him on the trade targets. I understand... You look at the numbers, you look at everything, you say, okay, maybe this is a guy that you have to move. But at the end of the day, he's here and he's producing right now. Like he, he's been the Oilers most consistent forward bar none all season long. When you talk about from the lowest of the lows at the very beginning of the season to kind of where the team is right now, 
this is a guy who's busting his ass out there, much like Zach Hyman is every single day. And you guys want to get even spicier? Let's swap Warren Fogle and Connor Brown in the lineup. Let's get Fogle up on the second line with Dry Seidel. That one's Warren not even that spicy. I've I've seen a lot of people with that take right there. We'll, we'll get mean, into Connor Brown in a minute. We're we're at the point here where you know Warren Fogle is the kind of a guy that you need on your third line to win in the playoffs. Like you look at all of the teams that have won the cup in the last number of years, they got these younger scrappy wingers who work their asses off, who can chip in a couple of goals, potch a one or two, a playoff round. And then you're laughing and you're cruising, right? Like I just don't look at the the trade market right now and see any other bottom six guys who would do anything better than what uh, Warren Fogle does at his salary. Two, seven, five. I get it. Like, Maybe it's a little bit much, but like how many points does the guy have? I mean, let's be real here, folks. I just don't see the Oilers being able to replace him in the bottom six of the lineup with anybody more effective. He has arguably been the most consistent bottom six forward on this team. I feel pretty safe in saying that one right there. I like this for my buddy right here. Snatch. Remember when everyone was mad we traded Bear for Fogel? Yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. Excellent point, Brando. Excellent point right there. He also put in there somewhere and said, when's Aaron going to grow in the middle of his mustache? <laughs> well, I'm glad nobody can see the middle of my mustache. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Hey, Pat, I didn't put that on the screen for a reason. I don't want that one to be seen. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Continuing with the scoring summary, Hurricanes, Jordan Stahl, Barry's one on a two-on-one. Whatever. The only thing, you don't get a shutout. Sure. I like that he slammed into the boards as he went in over there, too. He didn't even look thrilled to score it. Stuart Skinner was kind of sprawling. I didn't think he really played that one great. But I'm not shitting on Stuart Skinner at all tonight. We're not even going to have a moment of that. Then the Oilers' sixth goal of the game. What a beauty that was, Pat. Let's pull it up here. Connor McDavid doing Connor McDavid-like things. You just see the guy keep it in, in the zone. There it is a little. Oh, that's still onside. Takes it right to the net. Head up the entire time. I even know you know Zach Hyman's there. Hyman stick on the ice. Nice, Brett. That was sick. Nice right there. Hyman's able to put it over the pad. It kind of deflects in whatever there. You even saw Hyman's reaction right after. He was just like, like, Jesus, man, like... This, that you must be sometimes pinched. There it is, right there. He's just like, come on, man. Like, you got to pinch yourself playing on a line with this Connor McDavid fellow sometimes that you can just go to the net like that, stick on the ice. You get fed that for a hat trick. Zach, I'll start with you. Is plus 350 right now for the Hart Trophy? I think you should run, not walk to go put money on Connor McDavid for the Hart Trophy. Sure, he's not leading in points, in my opinion. Only a matter of time. Go off, King. Go off on my King right now, Connor McDavid. Yeah, I think I'm going to be going to take out a mortgage this week, actually, and drop right? it on that 350. See what I can get. 100, 100 bands, maybe a little bit more, you know. Um, go make a little profit off that because that is a beautiful number right there. Uh, Aaron, I got a quick question for you just to throw it back at you quickly. Uh, what was that move that Connor McDavid go when? How did he go? A little. There we go. I love it. I, I mean, I think Connor is putting the NHL on notice right now. Uh, I wrote an article the other day, uh, Dom Lachizian at The Athletic. I, I love his stuff. He does tremendous work. 
he did a, a piece where he kind of looked at who the hard trophy favorites were and Zach Hyman was in the top 10, but Connor McDavid wasn't. And it's no knock on Connor McDavid or anything like that. He has a very specific criteria that he uses where he looks at the rating of players up to that point in the season. And let's be real. Connor McDavid has had a pretty sluggish start to the season all around by Connor McDavid's standards. But again, since that Washington game, he's absolutely putting the league on notice right now. Um, He's hitting he's hitting a Connor McDavid level here and we got, you know, 60, 59 games here left in the regular season. I mean, I just cannot wait to see what he does the rest of the way here because you know what? I think this is a guy who is about to do Connor McDavid things and he's the only person in the league that can do it. So um, if I'm the rest of the NHL, I am shitting my pants right now and trying to find a set of clean drawers. <laughs> you said that guy doing the heart trophy thing. He has a specific criteria. Well, Connor McDavid has a very specific set of skills, a specific set of skills that make him a nightmare for the rest of the NHL. Brett, Brad, sorry, Brad Holden. Sorry, let me get that right. What do you think of this guy, man? He is on the heater of all heaters right now. I say no shit. We've won five in a row because look at this guy putting us on our back right now. I know it's a team effort tonight, but when you sorry, excuse me. When you see McDavid do his doopsie doodle, I'm not going to do the sound one more time with what my voice just did. But that's <laughs> when you know that he thank you that he is absolutely back and rolling, doing things that only he can do. Nineteen points in the last three games. Is is that what I read right? Nineteen points in the last three, maybe nineteen points in the last seven games. I think I changed it up in the last second. That sounds right. That sounds right. Either way, look at those last seven games that the Edmonton Oilers had. The the back half of that last Carolina Hurricanes game that the Edmonton Oilers had was that, that TSN turning point that we can talk about here. This is exactly what you're expecting from the Edmonton Oilers. When you're playing good, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are playing good hockey. And, and you were expecting this earlier on in the year. And once Connor McDavid was kind of being uh, not sluggish in a bad way, but sluggish in the Connor McDavid way, you're sitting there and going, mm, we know there's more in the tank. As soon as that came out for Connor McDavid, that is when the, the the season kind of turned around for the Edmonton Oilers. And now seven and three in the last ten games, seven and three in the the Chris Knobloch era. This is what we expected from Connor McDavid, and now we are seeing the the fruits of said labor from earlier on this year. And we are able to have this type of conversation with smiles on our faces, with the best facial hair at all of the Nation Network. We are having a great time because Connor McDavid is on the top of his game once again. I might not have a beard, but yeah, I got my, I got my thing. I got my thing going on right here. Nice. That's actually a perfect plug. So that's the end of the scoring summary brought to you by Greta. Go hit up Greta. They are the best, but Zach, what you're just showing me right there, showing off your chest like that is a great lead in for nation gear. We've got, a deal of all deals going on here. Get your favorite fan, the gift of nation gear this holiday season order by December 10th to receive your nation gear before the holidays. Visit nationgear.ca to check out our latest collections. There's that there's all kinds of stuff, but right. As I said, you ought to order before December 10th to get it under the tree as a great gift. You got an Oilers fan in your life. You got a nation citizen out there. Hey, Get them the gift of awesome, awesome swag. And everybody needs to be buying in right now because I think this team is about to take off. 
<clears throat> oh, perfect segue. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse my throat, boys. I'm having a tough time here. Perfect here. segue to taking off is a plug for the nation vacation. You want to give an even better gift? Give the gift of a nation vacation. You can send your favorite fan on the trip of a lifetime to Arizona with the Oilers Nation crew. I'm going to be on it. Tyler's going to be on it. Everybody's going to be on it. I'm pretty sure. Are you guys going to be on it? I, I will not be, no. Brett? We'll see. We'll see. Nice. That's right, people. Well, we'll I'll get Brett. I'll get Brett to come out for sure. But flights, hotel, hockey, and the time of their life included. We are also now offering no flights option for just $9.99. If you'd like to book your own flights but join us for the rest of the party, we got you. We got you. Visit nationgear.ca today to give the gift of a good time people that trip is also brought to you by alberta blue cross another perfect segue for the good bad and oily presented by alberta blue cross there's only one thing better than sharing memories and that's making new ones alberta blue cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, today for the good. I want all of you in the chat to give me goods. I want to have a hard time reading it because there's so many good things flying in right now. We went broad with this pack. Can you give it to me? It's the Hyman hat trick. This one writes itself. This guy was in his throw it again, Brett. Perfect. I believe this was his second Hattie in 11 games. You know he's rolling. He leads the team in goals. We already touched on it. But Zach Hyman, the, the man does not – He. He could get all the props in the world, and I'd still say he deserves more. Like, that's just a vibe that Zach Hyman gives you. Do you agree with that, Brett? Oh, absolutely. And it's sad because once Zach said that Hyman is 94 reincarnate, it almost gets emotional. Ryan Smith was my favorite player growing up. And having this next generation have a player like Zach Hyman who just goes to the dirty areas, does everything right to to win hockey games, not just score goals, but win hockey games. He's not a flashy guy like Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or, or whoever you want to put in there, but he's a guy who does all the things right and having a guy like that not only in your top six but a guy who can produce like a top six player produce like he is right now produce more than austin matthews he is a guy that uh, this is exactly what you mentioned that warren fogel is a guy that the Edmonton oilers need to have success in the playoffs we've seen it in the past zach hyman is exactly the type of guy that you need to have success in the playoffs couldn't agree more, Zach. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a great point. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think another thing, you know, just for the good beyond uh, Zach Hyman, because you know we talked talked a lot about him and and the good things that we saw earlier. I mean, I think we need to give some credit here to Stuart Skinner as well in this game. I mean, Carolina aren't exactly pushovers as a team. I wrote about it in my Betway Bets the Day segment earlier before the game. You know, these are this is a Carolina Hurricanes team that really pushes offense in similar ways that the Oilers do, right? They're a team that take a lot of shot attempts. They fire the puck on the net a whole lot. Stuart Skinner, and I averaged this out based off of a couple of, of of sites stopped about two and a half goals above expected tonight. So that is a really, really strong all-star. It's a really, really good performance from Stuart Skinner stopping two and a half goals above expected against a team like Carolina, who doesn't really have a whole lot of issues scoring goals. Um, 
he was a huge reason why the Oilers were able to stay in this one here tonight. Also, the good, the hot start. I saw somebody already pointed out here that Hot Patrick, is that is his new name? I guess that's carried over. <laughs> but Hot Patrick, his key to victory, was start fast, get the first one. And boy, they did even more than that. They, uh, they decided to get two. With the good comes the bad. For this one, we had a little bit of fun with this one. I don't know if you caught this on the Carolina broadcast. I was laughing my ass off when I saw this, but I believe it was Darren Pang caught up with Rod Brendamore. Pat, can you please play the clip? 50 nothing right now. I've never seen our team playing this brutal at all. At this point, you know, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm lost for words, to be quite honest. We're ready to start, which that's was clear, and now we're just kind of doing things not the way we do it, and this is uh, this is what you get. So, at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy. <laughs> that, was, that was such a broken sentence. He literally had no words. He did not know what to say. I was laughing so hard at that. You got to like Rod the Bob, but there will always be that Edmonton Carolina thing there. So I'm like, dude, screw this guy right now. Coach your team better. Get your boys ready to go. I was laughing my ass off with this. Brett, you sent me this. This was this was precious. I'm going to hold on to this memory for a while. Yeah, you know what you mentioned, like Rod Brindamore is a, a legend, really, I think kind of an underrated legend of the game. But as an Edmonton Oilers connoisseur, yeah, <laughs> as an Edmonton Oilers connoisseur, uh seeing the him raise the cup and then he steals Skyler, his son from the Oilers organization. I love to see it. Let him wallow. That boy was battling from swearing on live TV. And like I said, before we even started, he didn't want to pay that FCC fine. That was probably going to be coming his way. Uh, It's beautiful to see, but being able to see that, uh, as an outcome from the Edmonton Oilers play and from the Edmonton Oilers that we saw from earlier on this year, being able to deplete a a coach like that. Like I saw that at the beginning of the second period, I believe that was during the first period. So, I mean, even the coach is out of it by the end of the 20 minutes, like this is exactly what you want to see from the Edmonton Oilers, but in the most comedic way you could ever see possible. Yeah, I agree. Zach, thoughts, feelings? Like, I felt like Carolina today, and he kind of pointed out that they just weren't ready from the jump. I also thought the Oilers were ready to rock from the jump. So it's a little bit of both columns right there, but they had a they had a tough start there, man. They had a rough go. They were chasing it from day one right there. I felt like we were winning every battle to the puck, every race, every battle on the boards. We just wanted it more. Uh, what do you think of Carolina tonight? They're one of the better teams in the league. Tonight, if you kept the records out of it, you would not have thought that. Yeah, the uh, cleanup crew at Rogers is going to find half of a tongue behind the Carolina Hurricanes bench because <laughs> Rod is fighting it so damn hard, trying not to swear there. Uh, I was worried about the Oilers. Co- I, I got to admit, I was, I was a little worried about the Oilers coming to this game, right? I mean, they were riding high, four-game winning streak, six days off in the middle of a stretch like this. That is a... That's that's tough. That's tough. And, you know, we all know why Connor McDavid gets the walk of fame. Um, 
So I, I was a little worried that they were going to come out flat tonight. I was pretty much expecting that. That's why I backed the over on this game because I figured, you know what, like they might find their legs later and pot a few, but I, I didn't really like the way that this was going to be looking for the Oilers. And I got shut up pretty damn quickly. Um, and, and you gotta, you gotta be impressed with the way the Oilers came out to play tonight. And, you know, Carolina is a team that's, they've got some struggles too. Their goaltending has been very bad this year. They've got like an 876 team safe percentage and of course league average this year is only like 900 which is kind of crazy to think about um but you know what i think the Oilers are a team that are uh back dare i say so sweet sweet words i'll never get sick of you we should have set the over under on like 35 times that we say we're back because we're back 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 <laughs> uh, let me move along now here. Back, back in the Edmonton groove <laughs> oh back in the nice no, no we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that this is a, this is a hockey yeah, it's enough singing uh, we'll move right. along here to the oily this one it's the focal breakaway goal we already touched on this so we'll go quick here unreal the most oiliest part about this was that he was beat by the pad, but he just he just rammed it on home. That's as oily as it gets. Shout out your M. Chuck. He will be saying we are back on the lead tomorrow. I will make sure of it on Oilers Nation every day. We don't really need to suck on this one. We know Warren Fogle. He finally got rewarded. This has been one of the longest jokes in like Oilers lore lately that you see 37 go down. You just go, hey, wait for the rebound. Skate that one out because you know there's going to be a rebound. Try and put that away. Awesome to see him get rewarded. Awesome to see it in a revenge game. Awesome to see it in a contract year. I hope he gets paid. I hope he gets paid. That is the good, bad, and oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. They're the best. Get some travel insurance. Get it going. Get all of it. Now we're going to move along here to my DoorDash hot and cold performers of the game. For a limited time only, our listeners and viewers, you at home, can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. Zach, point directly above you. Right up there. Yeah, Ding dong. Hey, see, he, he knows. He knows. My hot performer tonight, I'm going to ask you guys as well. Let me know in the chat who you got. I'm going with Stuart Skinner. It absolutely has to be. He made 39 saves on 40 shots. I pointed out on pre-gaming, the Carolina Hurricanes are first in the league in shots for. They were also first in the league in shots against. So this one on paper was going to look like a tough one. I thought we were going to have to win the special teams battle. That didn't even happen. We did have five on five. Stuart Skinner stood tall the whole game, made saves. I thought in general, just from the start, and this has been him lately, he just looks like he's tracking the puck way better. He's always facing shooters head on. And even when he's making the easiest glove save in the world, he's whipping and windmilling that thing. That's when you know a guy's feeling it, Brett. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know what I was saying a couple of weeks ago? It seems like Stu at the time wasn't really seeing the puck well. We saw some shaky starts from from Stu, uh, specifically in the first period, even the ten, first 10 minutes of games. But you take a look at Stu recently, and he, he's squaring up to shots. He's moving yeah. post to post very well, and he, he's tracking pucks well. I think a, a, an underrated thing that has also come through, I'm not sure if it's, it's, it's Mark Stewart or if it's Paul Coffey, but there was something subtle in the first period that carried through all 
of the defensemen for the Edmonton Oilers, but specifically, you know, I got to mention him, Vinny DeHarnay, moving the traffic away from Stuart Skinner. He got a free open look at the shot, and he's it's an easy save at that point for any goaltender who's able to see a shot. If it goes through, then we're all calling him Jack Campbell. But you're, you're taking a look at guys like Vinny DeHarnay who are stepping up and moving out traffic, and in that instance, and instances that we have seen uh, in the past as well and throughout the game too as the good old Don Cherry whatever you can say is if you're not going to block the shot you're going to get out of the lane and that is exactly what happened there and you're allowing your goaltender goaltender to see the puck and make that easy save and you're making their life easier and in the long run winning hockey games from it. So, uh, yes, I completely agree. Stewie has been fantastic, not only in this game, but the last five that the Oilers have been playing. Now, listen, I tell you, Ronnie, you got to look at the defensemen out there, okay? And if you're going to play defense in the NHL, you got to box the back out. you got to get them away from your net. And that's why I like a good old boy like Vinny Darnay, okay? <laughs> Hey Don, we have Ron, 15 how much time we got? Ron, Ron, do I got time? Ron, do I got time? How much time do I got? Okay, can I go? Can I go on this? Just kidding. I love you, Don. I miss you every day. Good old Vincent Thesarnas. You, you can never know exactly what he's gonna do, but if you're watching a good old Canadian kid. Brett, that was incredible. That was a really good impression. And I'm not surprised. You seem like the kind of guy that would be pretty, pretty good at impressions right there. People in the chat. Pointing it out right there. Great impression, Brett. 10 out of 10. That's my boy, Brett. That's my boy, Brett. That's not Brett. That's Brett. Uh, Zach, do you have any other hot performers that, that you know, kind of stand out to you? I'd say Matthias Yanmark. Yeah, three points tonight, eh? I think that was a guy who had a really solid game. Uh, nice to see from him, too. Guy who just somehow continues to stay around it all the time. I mean, I don't really know what else you can say about it. I mean, I've I've had my up and down moments with a guy like Yanmark, but you know, when he's making that kind of money and he comes out and can chip in a couple of points here, two primary assists, a secondary one, uh, you're not gonna hear me complain about that too much. Yep, absolutely. So with the hots comes the colds. And to give me no pleasure in doing this, but I think everybody might have an idea of who I'm going to mention for the cold performer. It's Leon Dreisaitl. I'm not going to lie to you. I had one of our Christopher Palmer shout out him. He said he was able to watch After Dark, but he DM'd me during and he said, is this just me or where's Leon Dreisaitl right now? If you look at his stat line, zero goals, zero assists, minus one, one shot, zero hits, 18 minutes. I'm not coming at the guy. I'm not shitting on him. I had to pick someone for the cold performer of the game. And I think it's fair to say that Leon Dreisaitl was cold tonight. Would you agree, Brett? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But, and obviously, like you said, in a game like this, you just kind of have to pick somebody. And, and for the fact that I'm going to spin this in more of a positive term, but for the fact that the Edmonton Oilers can win a game six, one without Leon Dreisaitl being, as Kennedy put it, careful. So I will be careful. Without uh, Leon Dreisaitl being productive on the the score sheet, this is a good sign for the Edmonton Oilers. And and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I I was watching. It was Connor Brown who was skating. He was turning around in the 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 defensive zone. And I was like, oh, there we go. Leon's kind of uh, getting his gait, but it was Connor Brown. So it's being able to see a guy like Connor Brown have a similar skating gait 
to Leon Dreisaitl and, and kind of not necessarily, obviously we haven't seen the production from Connor Brown, but be able to, to look like he's like Leon Dreisaitl. Um, I think that's a positive thing and being able to, again, succeed and produce without Leon Dreisaitl being on the score sheet in this game is a very positive sign. So yes, cold performer, but I mean, we have to pick somebody. He's only going to have so many games with zeros across the board. So it's beautiful that you're just going to knock one of those out on a game when you didn't need it. Feels good like that. I also thought Connor Brown, I might not go as far as what you just said, but I will say that I thought Connor Brown multiple times. I wrote in my notes. I was like, wait, is Connor Brown kind of sneaky fast? At yes. times, you see him step on the high gear and he gets going on his horse. There's also other times when you're like, are you aware that the puck's right there? Or what's going on? But I've seen it in spurts, which makes me believe that and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing this for 82 games because we have to believe because he's going to get $4 million at the beginning of next season. So might as well get on board or get left behind. So I'm going to hop on. I do believe that I'm seeing things from him. I see some people are pointing out in here that they said that Connor Brown makes Leon a cold performer. Where was it right here? Uh, really? It's too tough. It's too tough. It's too tough to find. There's too many of these guys in here. But I don't know. Where do you come out on that, Zach? Where's your... Where's your Connor Brown patience level at right now? I, he's a guy who plays for the Edmonton Oilers and he's a winger. Yeah, have it. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what we can realistically expect. I mean, I hope he's going to figure it out here at some point and it'd be great for him to do so. But people talk about, you know, the Oilers needing bottom six help. How about finding somebody who can play with, Evander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, you know, when you look at the underlying numbers and you go back over the last number of years, Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane haven't typically been a team, uh, been a duo over time that have driven play very well. Uh, they're a very average couple of guys to play together with. And I don't necessarily think that their games complement each other super well. So that's why I almost say something like I said earlier on the show tonight where, hey, you know what, maybe it's time to consider getting Warren Fogle bumped up the lineup. Somebody who, you know, kind of has that hard working mentality. And it's not to say that like Dreisaitl and Evander Kane don't have that, but you know, they're guys that take shifts off sometimes, both of them. They're guys that struggle to be super strong on the back check all the time. You know, where you look at a guy like Warren Fogle and that's somebody who is playing hard in all three zones all the time. You know, if I was the Oilers, I would strongly consider looking at you know, bringing Fogle up the lineup a little bit and bringing uh, Connor Brown, Brown down it. And maybe that's something that the others need to address, uh, you know, at the trade deadline. Of course, you know, there's talk now about Philip Roberg and, you know, is he, has he asked for a trade? Hasn't he asked for a trade? You know, there's a lot of conflicting reports here, but, you know, I think there's something to the fact that, you know, Philip Roberg hasn't exactly worked out here in Edmonton. And I could talk about it till I'm red in the face here, but the Cliff Notes version of what I'm going to get at is, you know, if the Oilers do consider trading Philip Roberg and there is interest as it seems, you know, there's a guy in Columbus by the name of Ken Johnson, who is a fifth overall pick in 2020, who's scored like 40 or 50 points last year in Columbus, but kind of really fell out of favor to start the year here. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that would be a deal that could go through, but 
I did a hit with Low Tide the other day where I kind of proposed, you know, what if it's Jack Campbell, Philip Broberg, and a first round pick that's lottery protected, God forbid, knock on wood, uh, for, you know, Elvis Merzlikens and Ken Johnson. Maybe there's a world where something like that can happen because at some point in time, the Oilers are going to need somebody who can play goaltender in the NHL. That's not named Stuart Skinner. I mean, uh, we cannot sit here and ride the entire season out here with Calvin Picard uh, in the backup role. So, hey, who knows? Maybe it's something that can happen. Uh, I don't know if Columbus would even be willing to go for it, nor do I know if Ken Johnson is truly available here. Um, but it's just something that could be considered because I think that's kind of the way the Oilers need to be looking here. That would be an unreal pipe dream. Ken Johnson, World Juniors. It's almost World Juniors time right now. And that guy has some good memories. Brett, I saw you give up who's up and start shaking back there. You got something for me? No, I I, I kind of, you know what that does kind of <laughs> remind me of is, is the trade Samarukov for Costin and, and Ken Johnson is nothing like, like Clem Costin, but it, it, it's kind of two guys who not necessarily, I mean, in Broberg's case, it, it did kind of fall out of favor, or maybe it just didn't work out. Same with Ken Johnson. But it, it's the same thing that happened with Dmitry Samarukov. He comes in, plays, what, two minutes and 18 seconds as one of the most <laughs> prodded prospects for the Edmonton Oilers and uh, defensively for a little while since he was drafted, and he just never was able to figure it out. And and, and I kind of see that in Philip Broberg, and it's the same thing that's happening with Kent Johnson in in Columbus. Was sent down, was a healthy scratch in the first game of the year, and and just hasn't been able to find it. But you know the skill is there. So uh, again, I'm not saying that Kent Johnson is the exact same type of player as Clem Costin, but I'm uh, what I'm saying is that that type of move would be very linear to the type of move that Clem Costin and Dmitry Samarukov was, where it's two guys who kind of fell out of favor with their organizations, need a fresh start. And you could see, I mean, Samarukov hasn't exactly hit in St. Louis, but Costin certainly hit here in Edmonton. I could see both of those guys, especially with Broberg going to uh, play with a guy like maybe Adam Boquist as well. I know he's injured as of today, but um I could see that kind of working out kind of similar to how Costin uh, uh, and Sam Rukoff worked out for both teams. You guys are making a lot of sense right now. And I agree with Lance right here. This I'm putting Zach and Brett. You guys ever thought about working for a company that talks Oilers all day, every single day? <laughs> it's a pretty hey, sweet fun. job on nights like the night, people. I'm rolling in it. Everybody in here in the chat. A lot of I stand with Zach. There was a literal hashtag I stand with Zach. And I believe it's also from Lance. Lance, you're killing it in the chat tonight. But I guess as we're winding down here, I just looked at the clock and I was like, holy man, we're going to be going here. So let's talk about our next upcoming game. We're going to be taking on the Minnesota Wild on Friday, 7 p.m. at Rogers Place. Continue this homestand. Game two of six. Let me ask you first, Brett. We made a score prediction for this one and an anytime goal score. Courtesy of our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. 5-2 Edmonton Oilers in that one. Anytime goal scorer. Vinny DeHarnay's second goal in his NHL career, baby. That's what I'm talking about. He is so back. The Edmonton Oilers are so back. Vinny DeHarnay for mayor. It's done. You have to give me options that are actually on the app. 
Because that one's not even really there. <laughs> you can't write in. You can't write in one. Okay, fine. I'll uh, I'll give you a Connor Brown one because I'm sure those are are pretty slow. I, I think he's uh, like beard hairs away from scoring that first goal, and I, I think it can come if not next game, the next three games. So I know you don't know too much about beard hairs, but they're pretty pretty fine. Oh, sorry. Shots so, fired, Brad. Oh, well played. That was well executed, and I will remember this, Brad, and I will lock that in right now, and I'm going to hone in. You're going to have a treat for you coming in the future. My friend Zach, give me a score prediction and an anytime goal scorer. You and my buddy are coming at me tonight. I don't like it. This is supposed to be a happy time. We're going to go. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, you got to look at Minnesota. They made the coaching change the, a couple days ago. John Hines has come in and they're on, what is it, a four game winning streak now? They're playing Vancouver tomorrow. They're going to be a little tired on the second half of a back to back. Vancouver's playing good hockey. They're playing teams tough right now. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4 1 Oilers victory. And then we're going to go with the Oilers team total over three and a half goals. That one sits around minus 105. That's a bet that I really have been liking on Betway here lately. Uh, cashed out one a number of times. You heard it. You heard it from the man right there. Boardsy's bankroll also shout out Betway. Did cash tonight. We went with McDavid two plus points. You knew that was going to get cashed with the way this game started out. I'm going to go for against Minnesota. I think it's going to be... I'm going to say a 4-2 victory, but the second goal Minnesota gets will be late. It'll be it'll be pretty decided before then. And for my anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go Vander Kane. I feel like it's been a little bit since he's scored one, so we're going to see that get going once again. Mm-hmm. I want to give a big thank you to these two gentlemen who I said are not brothers. However, if you threw a pair of glasses on Brett, I don't know. They might look pretty good. Oh, is that a Linus Olmark jersey that you just snuck in there in the bottom right while you were flexing? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Uh, hey, the, the best moment in Oilers history, Spinorama at the uh, red line, fake slap shot through the five hole. I love that you go like that and you just be like, oh, this old thing? Oh, oh. this is just collecting oh. dust here in the back. Oh, you and mean it- this thing? If anybody's ever confused and sees Brett and I in the same place in public, uh, you can tell the difference between the two of us because I am old enough or I am tall enough rather to ride on the roller coaster. (laughs) I'm 5'10 on Tinder, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what we're getting really after dark here. I want to give a final shout out to all of our awesome sponsors, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, Betway, Remember to tune in to the, oh, 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 I don't know if we did that. Do we have the watch along? We're doing a watch along. Let me get this finally in. Plug the Oilers Nation YouTube here. If you've ever seen a couple of these, Brett is a star. You can see him in the back right there. Jack Campbell, Texas Stars jersey. These watch alongs are so much fun. It's very interactive with the chat. So join the Oilers Nation crew live on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel on December 21st at 5.30 for another sick watch-along. Come chat with us, watch the game, possibly win some stuff. I said I know Kennedy's working on some sick prizes. Last time I live bet the comeback, it was so dope because people did it with me. It's such a good group activity. You get to hear Brett laugh and wheeze for like three straight hours. It is so (laughs) much fun. It's such a good – yep, that one right there. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Don't force it. Don't force it. It's okay. It'll it'll come when it's natural. They can tune into the watch along if they want to hear that we 
Louise. So a big shout out to both of you guys, our sponsors, everybody in the chat. I see we're at 90 likes. When I wake up in the morning, I better see a hundred of those. I'm quite confident. I will. We'll be live tomorrow on Oilers Nation every day at 1201 Mountain. Until then, enjoy your sleep. Count money in your Betway account like I will. And let's end it here, Zach. Let's all let's all throw throw back a W right here if we can. Welcome. <laughs>